Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Investors and Entrepreneurs podcast series. Today, I'm delighted to have Andrew Lynch on the podcast. Andrew is the founder and CEO of Mason Alexander, an exciting company founded in 2013, which simplifies the process of expanding your workforce, enabling businesses to scale at speed. Thanks for speaking to me today, Andrew. It's a pleasure, Patrick. So, Andrew, if you could start by speaking a little bit about yourself and then maybe talking about where you got the idea to start Mason Alexander and how you went about taking that idea and actually starting the company. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I um, I actually finished school at 18. Obviously, I did my leaving cert and uh, made the decision uh, at a young age uh, that I wasn't going to go to college. Um, I I just didn't feel like it was for me. I'd, I'd gotten into college, but uh i'd actually got a place in ucd i think but um yeah i just i don't know academics and me i just didn't just didn't really um pick or i didn't have much interest and if i'm not interested in something i i struggled to apply myself so uh as immature as i was it was probably the most mature thing or mature decision i've ever made because I, I would have just um dust around so i i uh, went straight into the workforce which was really good for me um i got great experience um worked on a couple of different companies i started a couple of my own businesses uh that failed miserably um and yeah i think i always wanted to be an entrepreneur and um uh, i think in it, what led me to make songs on it was an issue I, I wanted to be a sport i wanted to do something with people um you know i i didn't want to do something in sales um I want to be sort of connecting people in some way. I don't know what it was. I just thought I'd I'd enjoy that and I'd like that. And um, I don't know. I think I enjoy trying to understand people and um, you know figure out what motivates them and triggers them. Um, so um, I wanted to be a sports agent, and I kind of looked into that and went down that avenue, but uh, decided it wasn't really. Um, yeah, it just wasn't really what I probably was going to do longer term for many different reasons and then someone had mentioned uh recruitment to me and i'd never even heard i'd never even heard of it i didn't know what it was probably couldn't even spell it at the time and um yeah I, that's how i got into it i worked for a company for about a year and then decided to set up mason alexander uh, i was 26 yes so nine years ago now and um that's how it all started back in 2013 um and to be honest i didn't really have much of a plan um got myself a laptop and had my mobile and uh, off I went. Probably not good advice to starting a business, but anyway. Yeah. Andrew, if you could explain a little bit more about what Mason Alexander actually does as a company. And then I suppose about the main challenges that uh, the company has faced in starting out in 2013 and how these have differed in across different regions. So I suppose, are there challenges that are unique to the US or to Europe uh, and how have you dealt with them over the years? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like really quickly, um, it's two parts of the business. There's Mason Alexander. So Mason Alexander is a headhunting firm. Um, and we, so we place people in jobs um, across technology, um, legal, anything professional services um, and med tech, life science. Um, and then the other part of the business is called Enable. Uh, Enable is a platform uh, that connects uh, software developers to high growth businesses. Um, all our develop, all our software engineers are based in Europe. They're remote. Uh, we have a community of about two thousand people now, 
um, and we um, yeah, introduce them to, to sort of exciting, disruptive uh, businesses that are looking to hire engineers. Um, one of the main reasons why we are, we are in the US is because of that. Uh, software engineers are incredibly hard to, to, to attract and retain here. Um, and we go to companies and try and give them comfort around, um, you know, being able to build remote teams in Europe, um, you know, really experienced people, you know, who want to work for, for the types of companies that we're talking to. And we, so we attract the developers, we, we, we vet them. Um, we, uh, we sort of co-build the, the team with, with the company. We manage everything from payroll and, and, and taxes and compliance. Um, and the, the company manages them. So um, that's a big part of what, we, uh, what we're doing here and a big uh, um, sort of focus for us to, to grow the business. So um, that's, that's an overview of the company. Um, was it mistakes or challenges or what was the question, sorry? Yeah, the main challenges that the business has faced and specifically how they've differed in the US and Europe and how you've dealt with yeah, I mean, like, you know, challenges, like, like I've been doing this for over nine years now. I mean, challenges of, um, they just change all the time. You know, what my challenges were, uh, you know, back in 2013, are just completely different today. Um, so I, I probably can't just give, give you, uh, I could give you like thousands of examples, but at the stage we're at now, um, yeah, there's, you know, it's, 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 um, I think the constant challenge is 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 trying to is trying to not just grow. I think a lot of people say, I mean, it is hard to grow and scale a business. I think it's really trying to identify, you know, really who you are and what problem you're solving. Um, I think yeah. this is true across both the US and and Europe. Um, there's so many different directions you can go. There's so many different things you can do. There's so many. Um, uh sort of niches you can focus on and um you've really got to sort of decide who you are and what your what your problems you are going to solve for people um and that can be hard when there's when there's a lot going on um so i think that that's a big challenge i think the other thing is just you know being recognized oh sorry being um not recognized but uh yeah, getting your getting your brand recognised and you know building uh, you know building relationships and trust with people, um, and that's hard. Like the, again, there's there's so many, you know, there's so much going on out there in the world across social media and, and other outlets um, that is hard to stand out. And um, and again, that's across both continents. And 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 that, but that's like you, you have to be able to do that. Um, you know, if you don't, no one's going to know who you are. And you, you know, you're not going to be able to to, uh, to 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 ultimately um, have relationships with them. Um, but the difference between the two, I think, you know, Europe, or well, certainly my experience in Europe is, it's probably easier to. Uh, I think probably if you, if you. Once you know, if you know people, you 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 can probably get a bit more buy-in from. There's a relationship that they might give you a chance. I think in America, um, and America is great, by the way, and I love it here, and I love the attitude. It's high energy, high octane. Um, like the ambition is insane. That from talks a big game. Uh, so you got to get you. You know, it's very different to it, like being in being in Ireland in, in many ways. Um, and I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing, but um, they hype things up here. But that they 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 want track record. They want like you've got to be able to come and say we've done this 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 and this. And if you can't, they they, they just won't want. They won't deal with you. Um, like they they are 
factual to the to the decimal point and that's probably a big learning for me since being here um you know this year but but it's been good and 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 um um it's been exciting challenging exhausting um i've learned so many things i've met so many i mean incredible people um you know kind people successful people um really helpful people they are they're really really um you know they're great here around um supporting you um the other big thing i think this is well known like fit like people really accept failure here it's okay to try things and fail you know at home i, I sometimes you know i find um you sort of like I, when i started the business my biggest fear was failing like i just was terrified of failing and yes for myself but um more so about what other people would think and that's like a that is not a good place to be in in any time in your life ever um but especially starting a business you've enough pressure on you and and um enough stress and and to have that lingering in your mind is just is negative you know it's a negative thought and it's not going to help you or empower you at all um so ways ways here that they're they're, they're they've a bit more of a they'll just go for it and if it doesn't work they'll just try something else and that's quite liberating i think um but like there's probably many other like millions of other uh millions of other examples i can give you but um but look it's good i think it's i think it's really important to keep challenging yourself i mean that's you know a reason why we we did come here is obviously the enable business we we do have a mace alexander in, in new york now we've hired a couple of great people um and continuing to hire um but we always want to challenge ourselves you know we always want to um keep building keep you know doing new things uh, we've tried a gazillion things down the years and lots of them have failed and lots of them have worked um you know we've got people now in ireland uk uh, spain portugal romania poland america um and yeah i suppose going back nine years ago i probably never would have believed that would have happened you know um so yeah it's kind of cool i suppose yeah very interesting I suppose on the topic of challenges, Andrew, you can't open up Twitter and newspaper these days without seeing a collection of headlines about pending recession that I think we all fear at this point. It seems like there's multiple crises going on at once these days, uh, whether that be war, energy, inflation, rising interest rates. Um, And I suppose how is this affecting funding on the ground in Silicon Valley, are you seeing funding completely dry up, or can someone my age, for example, still go out there with an idea, raise funds, and start a new business? And how do you see this developing over the next six to twelve months? Yeah, I think. Um, look, I, I probably don't want to give too much of an opinion on what's happening because I, I don't like. I don't. I mean, I know everyone's given an opinion, but um, I, so and I'm. The last person who should be offering any sort of uh, um, uh, yeah input on, on what the world's going to look like over the next year, but uh, I am a forever optimist. Um, like in terms of what's happening on the ground here in San Francisco and New York, I, like they're definitely and they're just they are kind of funny places where they're very sheltered or they certainly shelter themselves from a lot of the doom and gloom and they are very you know uh, positive about you know what's happening um look absolutely funding has tried like has 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 stepped back from the last from the previous two years um i think that's a good thing in many ways because it was a bit crazy um 
but people are definitely still getting funding. You know, a lot of the, the VCs are out there, um, have funds, they're deploying capital. Uh, I was at a, a SASA conference three, four weeks ago in, in San Francisco. Lots of VCs there, lots of them looking to, you know, deploy money into, you know, very, very early stage SaaS businesses. There's New York Tech Week on next week, which I'm going to be at. Um, loads of VCs that, uh, that are around. So they're absolutely, um, they are absolutely deploying and there's money to be had and they are investing. But obviously, given the market, uh, it's harder, it's tighter. They're going to be squeezing on valuations. Um so yeah. look, it's probably not the best time to raise, um, if you know, versus say last year. Um, but no, I think if you've um no, if you're raising and if you've got a good team and a good idea, um, then you know, and you 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 you're persistent enough, you'll find the right the right partners to back you. Perfect. And I suppose to rewind a little bit, um, you were speaking about enable and how uh the company connect software engineers in Europe to companies mm. in the US. Is this an idea that sparked in your mind during COVID where you saw that you can work with a company in the US from anywhere in the world and that sort of idea of geographic yeah. mobility? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it came from COVID. Um, so it was actually more from us. We we went fully remote, obviously, like everybody um, did. Um, and then we stayed remote. We have offices in a number of locations, but um, but we are digital first and a majority of people do work remotely um and we want to give people the sort of freedom and uh, choice autonomy to do that um but it's worked really well for us in, in the majority and um so we really got behind that and said actually look having you know you can have people working in anywhere and if you, if you manage it right it, it works well and so um we we deal with a lot of you we had dealt with it or sorry we do and had dealt with a lot of u.s companies that are that are in europe but headquartered from america and we were understanding that they had big big challenges with software engineers and that's really how the idea came about we had a lot of experience in in the sort of software engineering space in ireland and um so yeah that led us into to starting enable and um yeah it's you know we've been doing it for nearly a year now and it's um yeah it's actually going it's going really it's going like better than expected actually and uh we're really uh we're really proud of it excited about it um still figuring it out all the time it's uh, there's a million one things going on but uh it's good it's like as i said we like starting things we like building things um and we like to try and you know add value and 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 and, and you know create something that's going to be great Thanks, Andrew. Great. You started your company in 2013. Since then, how have you seen the tech landscape change in Ireland? And do you think that the next great big tech company can be started in Ireland? Do we have the infrastructure for founders, for engineers to start up here and to stay here forever, I suppose, as a base? Um, no, I think absolutely. I mean, the landscape's changed since I was started because yeah, I suppose the plus, I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, there was certainly social media when I was around, but like, I think, uh, no, I mean, the Dublin ecosystem for technology is unbelievable. I mean, it's just incredible what's been built. I mean, obviously you've got all the FDI, but um, just, uh, yeah, the whole ecosystem from like the NDRC, you know, Dogpatch Labs, uh, a program, um, all the different, um, you know, office hubs around, uh, the amount of yeah. companies. I think people are very, 
you know the tech scene is very um it, it, it's you know people in on they're sharing they're they're um supporting each other um and yeah there's just i mean actually was company the other day times just raised 15 million series b um i don't know a huge amount about them but um yeah there's just so many great companies coming out of ireland and so many smart people um i would you know i say maybe my one thing would be is that you know just there's probably a better you know funding um scene in the us um just given the size of it and the, the amount of venture capital firms here um but that doesn't mean you can't jump on a plane and come over and meet investors and still do it from ireland so no i i absolutely believe there will be and um and we're seeing it at the moment there's uh yeah so okay. many good, good companies out there cool that's great and as CEO, what is your leadership style? How do you manage people? How do you get the best out of your teams? And I suppose not be overbearing, but still manage to extract the value out of each employee. Yeah, I think um, I think for me, um, like I think for me, like I've like I I can't believe the opportunities I've had in, in life. Like I'm I'm incredibly lucky, and um, I suppose you know like I've. And like I'm, I'm in America now. I've, uh, I've been given a chance to try and create and build things, and 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 ultimately tr- try and have an impact uh, on people. And um, like I feel a great sense of like responsibility. Like the, I feel a great sense of responsibility with that. Um, and and I think about that a lot. Um, so for me, um, it's not like it's not just a, like it's not just a job for me. Um, like there's there's something more that kind of drives me. It's like I think something higher or having a, a, a greater impact. Um so like in terms of like leadership style, um yeah, look, I don't know. I like I just I just want people to like I, I don't want people to just be good at their jobs. Like I don't want people in in our you know in our company to just be really good at what they do. Um like I want them to have fulfilling lives. Um like I want their job to allow them to grow and be a positive impact on, on them and their yeah. families. Um, and I suppose two things I, two things I do, um, that to try and, to try and, you know, uh, make that happen is, um, like I, I, I'm always trying to be a good person. Like I'm always trying to be a good person around them. And, you know, you do that by like, you know, giving your time, giving your attention, being honest. Sometimes you have to be brutally honest um, and, you know, showing that, you know, you, you know, what they're doing, you know, you really value because I do really value and the hard work that they put in, um, you know, you see that um, and trying to support them, encourage them and, 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 um, and give them a platform to, to develop. I think that's just really, really important because like ultimately like you get rewarded for that Um because you know that you know they they are then you know you know operating at a much higher level but for me it's not and maybe it's some advice to people is that like i don't know i think if you i look everyone's different right but i suppose i didn't really start mason alexander just because i was like oh i want the business to make money like that that really wasn't my my driver and in some ways like i really wish it was um because uh yeah, I might have, <laughs> I might have made more money earlier on, but like it was always about, you know, just 
I don't know, being being a, a place where I could, um, yeah, I could I could just you know impact people in a, in in a, in a good way and um, uh, yeah, give them give them opportunities and um, make them want to come to work and 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 uh, as I said, make it a, a yeah an enjoyable place to be, but a place where they can um they can achieve things and that was always a big drive for me uh, the second thing i do is i, I send every single morning I have done for the last since covid happened because uh, we used to have a really good vibrant office and fun and we used to shake mm-hmm. hands every morning and all those good things and something that was really important to us then that was taken away all, like overnight um so i started uh just every morning sending a message um just sort of saying like hey you know i'm thinking every everyone and this what's going on and i just you know i always think it's just so important to communicate with people and um i didn't really have any strategy whatsoever i just started doing it one day and the next thing it's like geez i've been doing this for a month i've been doing this for three months i've been doing this for three years and like it's there it's only on our internal messaging system and it's either a quote or a short story or something that happened or I don't know something about our where what we're going to be doing this week or this month okay. uh, or a song, um, but now like I joke about it with some people, but uh, internally, but like I I get really like I get like I have anxiety over it now because I'll uh, you know I'll be there like I do it at night time now because I'm obviously a number of hours behind the, our, our European team, but uh, you know I'll blind it and be like oh sugar what am I going to write like today, but. Uh, <laughs> And I pre-plan them sometimes. Just oh, I think of something, I'll be like, brilliant, I can say that in the message. And I'm sure most of them aren't probably reading them. But uh, yeah, I do that just to show like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about you. I want you to start your day and you have a message from me and it's giving clear direction or it's, you know, making you laugh or whatever it is. Um, but I just think it's like a small gesture um, to show that I'm taking time out to, to try and give them something because uh, I know they are for the company every single day um so that's probably my leadership style and okay. a couple of things that i try and do thanks very much um i was reading a piece of yours on linkedin i can't remember what it was called but one quote that i found quite interesting was you said accomplishing the next thing has always given us the confidence to keep pushing forward and mm. i was wondering what you feel the next step for mason alexander is what is the next challenge and what is the next thing i suppose that you're you're looking to overcome as a company um i think for us it's for us it's probably twofold it's um well there's there's one for me saying there's one for the company and one for me i think for the company it's you know we're making a big play on building out our, our european offering and and our us offering and um that's like they're two really easy things to say um but you know, there's there's a a lot of hard work ahead, um, and you know, yeah, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of figuring out to do, and um, it's not going to be easy. But um, yeah, I think I think if we can, like, it's hard. There's never any end in sight, right? But um, you know, I think over the next year, um, if we uh, over the next year, um, you know, if we can, you know, really build our our, our uh, our New York um, team, um, yeah. the companies that we're working with, uh, if we can, you know, win more clients uh, for Enable in the US in particular, um, and if we can grow the teams uh, across, you know, Ireland and, and, and Romania, Portugal, 
um, that that will be you know that will be the next sort of step yeah. in our, our on our journey. Um, I look, there's obviously look, we've obviously got lots of um, like hurdles and milestones we have drawn out, but sort of uh, from a holistic uh, level. And then the second one for me is just again go back to my original point is um, just like whatever we're doing around the business side, like for me, it's like what can I do to be more than that? You know, what can I do to have a greater impact? Um, you know, we've done things down the years, like we, I say we, but more the team, not me, uh, like we set up at communities like Women Who Mean Business. Um, so like doing things to um, like talk, like creating, uh, you know, platforms for to talk about, you know, how we, um, you know, the, the gender equality and and, and the, the, the really important uh, topics around that. Uh, leaders of tech that's you know trying to do um trying to use technology to to have a greater good um uh you know uh, we had a we had a sports division and we did a lot of work a few years ago around helping athletes transition uh from 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 sport into business because it's an incredibly hard thing to do and anyway there's lots and lots of things and, and they're all things that are you know we we they're not monetary things for us they're things that are just there's something just more than who we are. And for me, that's what really drives and inspires me. And I, I don't, I think for all of us, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, you, you need something else that's going to, um, there's something higher that you're reaching for. Um, um, and whether they're goals and visions and all those things, but not just what you're doing day to day. Of course. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be learned from that. Andrew, this is a podcast predominantly targeted towards students. And we always ask our guests for a piece of advice that they got when they were younger that really stood out to them and that they still remember to this day. So what was the best piece of advice that you ever got? Uh, um, advice? Uh, I can't, well, geez, I could probably give you, um, probably lots of advice I uh, could pass on from my early 20s. Um, I mean, the one, uh, I, I don't know if I can give much advice from that, uh, but um, they, I'd say maybe from kind of like, you know, if, if you're, if you're, you know, many of you might be starting into your professional careers in the next year or two and whatever they might look like, but maybe something to just remember is that, um, you know, like I think one of the big mistakes I've made in my early on in my career and, and still do today, right? And I, I mean, I've got much, much better at it, but like it's, it's complaining. And what I mean by complaining is complaining internally um, to in, in, yeah. to in your own head, complaining, it's not fair. Why did this happen? It's not my fault. Um, I didn't do this. Um, basically feeling sorry for yourself. And like, like we're human beings, we do, but like, the reality is no one cares <laughs> like no one cares yeah. and like i think when you realize that it's quite it is quite liberating um and you've just got to realize that like you've just got to work hard and like these things are going to happen um they're good, like you are going to be tested over and over again whether you're an entrepreneur you work for a company no matter what you're going to have these things every single day every week every month and the better you are at like managing that, understanding that, relaxing in like being relaxed about it, um, that like the, the the better you'll be, the more enjoyable it'll be. I mean, I'm so jet. I look, I'm highly strong. 
Um, but I'm so jealous of people. I know people who just take things in their stride and it could be the most yeah. stressful situations. And I just, um, I'm in awe. I'm like, how did, like, I'd love to be like that. Um, and they can switch things off in their head. And um, and listen, you can't change who you are, but I, I think just recognizing it is a really good step and trying to um, recognize it is a really good step and it can help you manage it better. And I, I've definitely got a lot better at it. Um, and, and, and like have to do things, mental things when, when things happen that, you know, uh, don't go my way or to test, test me. Um, and, and, and I think the other thing as well is, is like, especially with like, we take, I mean, I look, I've taken, I, I've sacrificed so much for this company. Um, and, and by the way, I, that's, and that's, that's a, that's a, that's a cautionary tale. Like, you know, I would say, you know, as another piece of advice, like, you know, always prioritize like yourself, your family, your friends, relationships. Um, you know, when as you get older and you you're you know, you're in business, you know, I, I haven't done on, on on so many, many, many occasions. And uh I regret that massively. Um and mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah, it's it's um it's it's um it's it's uh it, it it's like look it's uh, not got me to a, a place that I'm I like I I've I've lost out on, on on many things, um, but I would say you know when you you do get to a point where you realize like you know work is just work and and it isn't the be all and end all and I think when you when you recognize that and I again I still haven't done but sometimes I do. Um, I think that allows you to not take it so seriously. You know, you got to take it seriously, but not take it so personally is is the right word. Okay. Um, and uh, I think if you can do that, you'll you'll have a really um, you'll have a, a much uh, more enjoyable career. But you'll have an enjoyable one anyway. And and the ups and downs are great. Like I'm not uh, I'm not trying to make this sound like God don't go into business. Like do you need the downs because they make the good times better. And yeah, uh, I, I've had an absolute, like the last nine years has been just so enjoyable and as amazing. I said, I feel so grateful and lucky um, to have the experience I've had. And yeah, I think in anything you do, just grab every opportunity and they're not always going to work out, but like you'll learn things from them and uh, it'll be a great experience. So Thanks, Andrew. I definitely agree with most of that. I think it's important to have some balance in your life and to not always be focused on metrics and the destination, but to take it in along the way as well. So we usually finish up with a lightning round, Andrew. So if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you three questions and you can say what first comes to mind. The first question is, do you have a book or podcast recommendation for our listeners? Oh, I've been asked this before. I never have a good answer. Um, I never have a good answer. There's, I, I'll tell you a book that had a big impact on me. and uh, A friend gave it to me um, in, it was end of March, 2020. I thought my whole world was falling apart because of COVID. And uh, a friend gave me a book called Tuesdays with Mari. Uh, M-O-R-R-I-E uh, it's a guy called I think it was a guy called Mitch Alborn or Mitch Alborn wrote it and it's a true story and um, yeah it's about a guy on his deathbed and he's been interviewed by one of his students and I won't say any more but it, it just it was an absolutely brilliant book and I just it was at the time um, had a really significant impact so I would recommend that uh, 
great to give you perspective on life. Um, there's lots of other books, but um, yeah, that's uh, one that sprung to mind. Cool. I'll be sure to check that out. Um, what is your favorite place or places to visit? Yeah, God, I've been, again, lucky to go to so many. I think Italy is probably my favourite. Um, I just love Italian food and uh, wine, and I just love the people as well. So maybe Tuscany, somewhere like that. But, um, yeah, but loved loved the US as well. Been to some great places here in Asia and Australia, um, at least. Yeah, but probably Italy. Perfect. And finally... If you could have dinner with three people, past or present, who would they be? Definitely Barack Obama and Ricky Gervais. Barack Obama, because I just am in awe of him. Um, I just think he's an amazing human being. Ricky Gervais, because he's changed my life. I probably, I, I probably watch his stand up once every two weeks or watch something <laughs> about him. He's like, he's the only person who can like switch my mind off. Um, I started watching him when I was 16 at the office and I like literally just, yeah, he puts me in a good mood. I think he's so funny, talented. Um, I, I don't know what, like, I, I'm not a big celebrity person. I don't really have care when I ask for pictures, but uh, if I met him, I don't know, I'd probably be incredibly starstruck because he's had such an impact on my life. Um, third person would be, uh, God, I don't know. Um, Someone from sport, maybe. Um, oh God, <laughs> who would I go? Big United fan. Someone like uh, Roy Keane, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Cantona. Sorry, Eric Cantona. That's, that would be it. Eric Cantona. That'd be that'd be an interesting mix at dinner. Well, thanks, Andrew, for coming on today. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure that our listeners will gain a lot of value from, from this interview today. So thanks, Emil. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on.